Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. Today, we're going to talk about our mystical experiences in our childhood, and I'm going to lead the way, beginning uh, with talking about me. And at the end of the podcast, I just want to lead us through a little bit of an exercise to maybe help you go into that place and that space a little bit. So a little bit about me, and and this is something that I really, I've talked about a little bit, but not really. So I still have vivid memory of being a baby and being in the crib, certain periods of time, things like this, right? And I'm going to talk a little bit about them because when we are children, when we're babies, we're still, I feel, we're still deeply connected with the spiritual realm in a lot of ways. And I believe this ended for me around age eight. And, you know, I've done a little bit of reading and hearing around this and other people's experiences. I think it ends around that time for them too. But I made a conscious decision to shut this down when I was eight years old because I was going to live with my father and that kind of stuff just was not going to work in that household. Okay. So I'm in the crib as a child, as a baby. What I remember are, first of all, this super loud ringing in my ears. So loud that I had trouble falling asleep. I remember closing my eyes and trying to get away from the noise and and I would hear certain things and I believed that I had, you know, little tiny people in my body working to do all the things that it was taking to do to keep me, keep my body moving and working and all of these things. So I never felt alone. I felt like I was with a lot of little people, I guess you could say. And I believed in little people at that time. The other thing that I'm aware of as a child is that I was aware of people's feelings, their emotions, even picking up on, well, I guess their feelings. It it wasn't so much their thoughts at all. It's for me, my senses have really been strong in the feeling and the knowing, the knowing, right? Just completely knowing a situation dimensionally. And so looking back as I'm talking to you, there was one moment in particular where I'm getting my diaper changed on the dining room table. This was before my parents divorced. I'm getting my diaper changed and my mother's dressed up, my father's dressed up, and I'm on the table and I'm feeling many things. For me, I was embarrassed. Why? I was aware we were having someone was coming to the house. It may have been a client of my father's. I'm not really sure. But I was embarrassed to have my diaper changed on the dining room table. I was aware my father was angry because he didn't want my mother changing my diaper on the dining room table for many reasons. And I was also aware of my mother doing it purposefully to exert her power. Maybe it was a passive aggressive move. It felt like she was doing it purposefully to get at my dad, okay? (laughs) Isn't this funny? We all experience these things, right? Especially as we're adults, right? We do these things to get at someone when we can't express ourselves anyway. So this is just a little bit of me. And as I grew, I was aware that I just felt like I was a superhero. Like I was a a powerful kid. I was confident. I would talk to maybe anybody. And I was really, you know, looking back, 
I'm super grateful that I had the confidence because it really helped me navigate my life. Because in a lot of ways, I would raise myself over the next few years. My parents divorced when I was three and a half, four years old. I went to live with my mother and my grandparents for a period of time, okay? During this time, I would go live with my father at eight years old and I would be back from, well, I'm about to tell you, my mother decided we were moving to Berkeley, California. I had an aunt, two aunts who were there. She wanted to be near her sisters. It must have sounded like a good idea. So we went to Berkeley, California. I would only be there, I was taken out of kindergarten midway through. I would be there until, let's see, midway through kindergarten, all the way until I think the summer before I would attend third grade. So we go to Berkeley, California, and boy, was this a colorful time. So thank goodness I'm a confident child. I'll also mention that I spend, I spent a lot of time alone. I was in and out of schools. I never really liked school. I didn't like the teachers. I never really liked the way things felt there. It felt unsafe to me to be in a school. Part of that, I'm sure, was because I was moving around a lot, right? I was in and out of schools, probably 12 schools within 12 years. So a lot of moving around. I think that's what I counted. Yeah, give or take a few. Anyway, we were in and out of a lot and I wasn't made to go to school. So I really missed, you know, I'm gonna say half a kindergarten, first grade and second grade. So I had to do a lot of catch up later on. Thank goodness for the gifts that I came in here with. Thank goodness for, you know, now that I understand, let's say the ringing in the ears, that's someone who's being birthed with a heightened sense of awareness is the ringing in the ears in a lot of ways, right? Now I realize this. Thank goodness for the confidence, right? So I can navigate being by myself. I was the type of child who would walk the streets of Berkeley by myself. I would just go. Think about that. I remember hanging out with the high Krishna people on the street. I remember hanging out with what we might call the homeless people on the street. We were all the same, but we were all moving and doing different things. There was no judgment. We were all just being. I was aware of these things as a child. And I was also aware that people were really open to me. And I was really grateful for that. So during my time of in being in Berkeley, California, I did have, besides those colorful experiences, I had some mystical experiences. I didn't have a lot of friends, but I did somehow connect with a family of three sisters. And we spent a lot of time together during this period of time. I didn't have a lot of stability at home. I think I was kind of on my own for meals and things like that. There wasn't a lot of what you would find, you know, your pretty traditional parenting, making sure you get meals, making sure you're going to school, making sure you're bathing, you're showering, things like that. It was a very free form, free flowing kind of life experience during this time. And you know what? When you're a kid and you're doing this, you don't know another way. So it's not weird and it's not wrong. It just is. So I had a situation on my hands. I had a situation on my hands because, first of all, I was hanging out with this family. There were some dark things that were happening in this home. There was a lot of anger by this one parent. It was a single mother, and God bless her. You know, she was super kind to me. 
but I did witness some really awful things that she was doing to her children. I knew they were not right, and I knew I didn't like the energy of it, but at the same time, I loved the girls, and I was getting meals. <laughs> this is us trying to problem solve moving through life, right? But at the end of the day, I was aware that there was a lot of stuff that made me really uncomfortable, and I, I felt like I knew too much. So eventually I had to leave this situation. And here's how the universe kind of helped me leave this situation. This is really interesting. So the oldest child and I were, were pretty good friends. She was older than me. And I was hanging out with them. We'd go to school and then we'd hang out together and we'd hit up this penny candy store. And I never had money, right? We were on, my family was on food stamps and I was kind of like you know, being taken care of, it felt like a little bit with this one family in particular. Well, we go to the penny candy store and I could feel how nice the owners were. And I really liked them. But this one girl in particular, I think her name is Vani, she really wanted to have more candy than she could afford. So she decided that if all of us stole something, we could all kind of pool what we got and share. And this was hitting me funny. It was making me really question a lot of things. I didn't want to do it. It was super uncomfortable. And I was starting to have conversations with God. And I was like, God, here's the scoop. This doesn't feel right. I really need, I really need some answers here. So I remember one time in particular. I was alone. And I was outside. I was playing in the street. And I had asked the question, what's, what's going on here? Am I, cause I felt like, let me tell you, I felt like I was watched all the time as a child. I felt like I was being monitored. There was like a scorekeeping going on of what was right, what was wrong, all these things. And I really wanted to know. So I asked the question. I, I remember jumping up and down on the curb, right? Doing that kind of stuff. And I asked the question, am I being watched all the time? Okay. If I'm being watched, is there a score that's being kept? And does this matter? I was bringing in the conversation of in the penny candy store, like if I steal, does this get recorded and does it go against me? All of these questions I remember. And all of a sudden, guess what people? <laughs> I was having a conversation with people in the sky. There were many of them. And uh, it was like a boardroom table, if you will. I am not sure if I was there I'm not sure if I was talking to them. I'm feeling some strong energy as I'm sharing this with you. I'm not sure how exactly it happened, but I was having a conversation and they let me know very clearly that it didn't matter how old I was, I was being watched. And every single thing that I was doing was being recorded, whether it was what we might call a good thing or a bad thing, right? I don't remember karmic debt being talked about too much, but just that, yeah, you are 100% responsible for yourself, no matter what your age is, as to what you do. That for me, so that was a mystical experience, of course, right? And I didn't really start talking about that until much later, actually. I was starting to, I had been through divorce. I was like in my 40s. I was late 40s. I was just now starting to open up and having memory of this and realizing this, right? These are things that are just coming back into my awareness. So think about this for yourself. As I'm telling these stories, what is it that you remember that maybe you pushed away a little bit, okay? 
And again, we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. So staying on track here, that was that moment. So I knew since I had this information, which I kind of knew the information, the people in the sky just really confirmed this for me. So you know what? I can't go against myself. And when we go against ourselves, right? If I was to start stealing candy from these lovely store owners, that would have hurt me far more than what happened to me because I was going against the grain of this oldest girl in this family. You know, long story short, I got beat up because I wouldn't steal from the people and because I didn't want to fall in line with her because she wanted to be in charge and she was making the rules. So that was the end of that relationship. That was how things separated between me and this family, which, you know, I look at it now and I was vibrating away from that family, right? My frequency was shifting me in another way. We were both separating in another direction. So that was one mystical experience. Now, another mystical experience for me was around healing. I had warts and my mother had warts too. We had them all over our hands. And now I know they're like a virus, right? And remember, or let me just say that I feel that we are all here clearing our ancestral lines. So there are going to be viruses, right? There's physical stuff. There's emotional stuff. We get downloaded into us what it is that we're here to work through, to clear, to heal for the next generation. That's what I feel is happening here. So looking back at this, you know, I remember laying in bed with my mom. We often slept together. This one particular night, we were staying with somebody. My mother had, you know, had a few relationships in between, right? There was always, there was always a lot going on. But this one particular night, I remember us laying in bed, and I remember looking at her hands, and I remember looking at my hands, and I remember making a very clear decision that I was done. I was done with the warts. They were embarrassing. I didn't like them. And I was going to get rid of them. And I believe I told her, I'm, I'm going to get rid of mine. What I did was I would rub each wart and I would tell it, thank you so much for being here with me and showing me whatever I was here to learn. But that I, I thank it. You can leave. I would like you gone. I don't know. I would like you gone within a few weeks, whatever it was. That's the memory that I have. So what I would do was... I would rub each and every wart. I would give it my attention. I would tell it, thank you, but it was time to go, basically. People, the warts were gone from my hands. I'm telling you, my memory is of two weeks. This wasn't shocking to me. This was an ability that was second nature. But fast forward today, and these things are miracles to people, to the common man, woman, right? Miracles, that would be considered miraculous. She healed herself. Now, I was a child and I was doing this. (laughs) Not to open up this conversation, but think about this. What about if we all have these abilities? And I can tell you that one of my big pieces of my earth curriculum was to come in here and to actually heal one of my children, right? It took me six, seven years to do this. You've heard this, I'm sure, right? Because this is a big reason. This is the big part of my awakening to wake me up to there's a lot more going on. We have a lot more power with our thoughts and our words and our feelings and our actions. We're energy in motion. 
We are creators. I was getting close to, I would say I was almost eight years old at this time. Now, another story I'd like to share is a moment when my mother and I and a girlfriend of hers, we were out to dinner. We were at a cafe or something. And I was keenly aware of a man at another table and how much energy he was kind of bringing to our table. Now, this man to me was what I would call dark. Dressed darkly, yes, but his feeling was darkness. And I was, because I was super bored, drawing on a napkin. I had a feeling he was gonna come over to the table. I had a feeling he was interested in my mother. And I was just, I wasn't surprised when he got up and he came over, okay? And here I am, I'm coloring on the napkin, doing the, you know, the basic coloring that I used to do. So here, my mother, her girlfriend, and I were all having lunch, dinner, whatever. And it's kind of like after the food. Um, and he comes over, sits down, and he starts remarking about how amazingly talented he thinks that I am and how he has a, an art school. Now, people, let me just tell you right now that I am not talented when it comes to painting and drawing. My mother was very, and my aunts, very. <laughs> we had a lot of talents in the family, okay? But not me. I was the hieroglyphic drawer, okay? I used to draw, you know, f your basics. A house, <laughs> what it looks like, the sun, flowers, the word love, you know, maybe a butterfly, and people were stick figures all day long. And I knew this guy was full of you know what. What made me feel better was that my mother kind of had a sense that this was probably not the kind of guy she wants to hang out with. It was really funny. He was very assertive with his energy, but I could feel the energy. I knew what he was doing, and I knew he was coming over, right? And I knew the agenda when I was a child. Remember for yourself, did you ever have those moments? So that was another one. You know, when I went to live with my father, I really had to shut this stuff down because, you know, my mother was super free form. There were no boundaries. There were no rules. There were no nothing. Okay. I can remember a few times when I had to go to bed at a certain time, but other than that, no. Went to live with my dad. All of it was planned. Every single thing. It was like a square. It was like a template as you went. This was right. This was wrong. You did this. You didn't do that. If you did this, you might get in trouble. You might get grounded, right? There was a lot of restriction involved in this household. So it was really inconvenient to have this awareness and to be free-flowing and to be connected to my divine self, I'll say. So I did shut it down. And, I, and I'm just kind of sifting through here, you know, and, and there are probably a lot more moments that I have that I haven't really opened up to. Well, let's just take a moment together. So if you're driving, just allow it to be a visualization. Let's close our eyes. Let's connect to ourselves. Let's begin to breathe. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Again. We're bringing our energy in bringing our energy into ourselves. Imagine that, bringing it in. And now as we sit here, 
we're imagining a beautiful golden light shimmering down, down through the crown, in through the body and outside the body at the same time. It's shimmering down, down, down. It's activating us. It's activating our memory. Going back to the memory. The memories from our childhood. Now bring in a few memories. They can be good, they can be bad, doesn't matter. Allow them to surface. Just keep them here in your awareness. All right, now I'm gonna ask a few questions. Thinking about your memories in your childhood. Here's a big one. And these are to help you connect with that time in your childhood where you were probably a lot more connected with your more divine self, with the spiritual realm, okay? Whose feelings were you aware of? What kind of things did you just know? Did you know the phone was going to ring? Did you know you were going to receive a package in the mail? What kind of feelings were you picking up on? What kind of knowing were you picking up on? So when I was a child, I was still really connected with a few what I believe are past lives. I, I could remember the pools that I would walk through what my home looked like. It would be thought of as like maybe a beautiful room, a big gigantic room with pools in it, back in the Egyptian times, planters, beautiful flowers, beautiful smells, open aired. What kind of lifetime? What kind of memory? What were you drawn to as a child? When it came to clothing, during a period of time, I was super drawn to dressing, like back in the days of Laura Ingalls, back in the days of the cowboys, the dresses, the bonnets, the hand warmers, dressing that way, the shoes. Now, when I was a child, here, here's an interesting one. I had to wear fancy shoes fancy socks, and dresses all of the time. And if I didn't dress like that, I felt off. God love my mother. Because if I was wearing something I didn't want to wear and it felt too itchy or whatever it was, I had a full-on tantrum. I couldn't take it. I had such sensitivity as a child. What about you? What kind of sensitivities did you have? Did you have sensitivities to light, to sound, to feeling, right? Materials, what couldn't you take? What didn't you want to be around? Maybe it was people. What was it about them that, that was too much for you? So go back for yourself. Think about that. These are just examples that I'm sharing for you. What kind of places did you like to go when you were alone? What did you think of? 
What did you imagine? What did you pay attention to? What kind of smells did you smell? What do you remember? What was your favorite gum or candy or taste? Who loved you? Who did you know loved you? Who could you feel the love from? My grandmother loved me unconditionally and I knew it. She was one of the only people in my life. I knew my mother loved me unconditionally, but she was very caught up in her own dramas. My grandmother for me was the stable one, both of my grandmothers really, and they both loved me unconditionally. And I knew it, I knew it. How good does that feel? So let's just sit here for a minute. Allow these memories to come through. Connect with these times. Hmm. All right, so let's just go ahead. Take a few more breaths. Mm. Let's just go ahead. Let's come back to the room, wherever we are. <laughs> Hope you're not driving. <laughs> and if you are, hopefully you got some visualizations, right? All right, so let's go ahead. Let's come back to the room. You can open your eyes if you close them. Wiggle your hands and your toes. Stretch. And carry this with you. Carry this with you. Connect to your childhood and those feelings back then. And I think the reason I'm talking about this is to help us, you know, of course, again, make the connection. Make the connection. Because if you had it then, you can have it now. And we use a lot of senses to discern in our environment what's right, what feels right, what doesn't feel right. And remember, that part of myself, that little girl who couldn't go against herself because it wasn't right to steal that candy. A big takeaway in this is, I was born knowing that if I went against myself, I was gonna hurt myself. And then I shut myself down, and then I lived a big part of my life with, with going against myself for many, many, many years until I stood in my power, I realized that I was actually worth a lot more and I was gonna start connecting to myself again and blossoming who I am becoming today, right? And we're all becoming. This is such a process of uncovering, getting to know ourselves, revealing ourselves, parts of ourselves. You are here to uncover who you came here to be and who you are your innate nature. You are far more than just this body. So connect with those extra special sensory parts of yourself. Reactivate them. Get to know them because you are so much more. And remember, I believe that you came here on this earth mission and part of coming here is forgetting who we are, but then remembering who we are by activating, connecting, uncovering the layers. 
Think about your childhood and just allow it to open up to you. It might open up to you in a few days, okay? So I'm gonna leave it here. I hope you guys found this interesting and helpful and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. And thank you so, so much. Love you all. Big blessings. Take care.